TalkZone.com. Now, TalkZone presents Two Guys and a Mic, your mid-morning break sports talk show. It's a passionate yet lighthearted look at the world of sports, featuring the coach, John Cohn, and the big dog, Joel Radwanski. They'll recap the games from yesterday, look ahead to the matchups tonight, and cover a lot more in between. Now, Two Guys and a Mic on TalkZone.com. Welcome you to the morning break, the morning break. TalkZone.com, two guys at a mic, the morning break. That was our show from like uh, a couple of years ago that we did for six or seven years. Uh, if you do it for six or seven years, it tends to get ingrained in you. TalkZone.com, two guys at a mic. I apologize for that, Coach. Hopefully going to be joined by the big dog here in a little bit. We'll talk sports and more for the next uh, 57 minutes and 38 seconds. But who's counting? we got a big weekend in sports coming up. A little March Madness coming at you. We got some baseball talk, the NFL lockout delay, 24 hours. We'll jump off the sports page as we often do. And most of all, we appreciate you, the listeners out there, for joining us. And you are uh, always welcome to join us in a more personal nature by dialing up our favorite 10 digits 1 888 463 6748. Again, the phone number here, 888 463 6748. Interesting weekend coming up. Some interesting. Games from yesterday, certainly to talk about college basketball. Some of the tournaments started, including one of my favorite college basketball tournaments, the Missouri Valley Conference Tournament. And finally, we talked about yesterday how our Illinois team, what a brutal year for the state of Illinois. Western Illinois loses. Illinois State, down season. Southern Illinois, down season. Bradley, bad season. Loyola, not too good of a season. Uh, Northern Illinois, bad season. DePaul, bad season. Northwestern, slightly disappointing. Illinois, disappointing. I mean, across the board, with the possible exception of Eastern Illinois, it's been uh, pretty dismal. But yesterday in the Missouri Valley Conference, Bradley and Southern Illinois came through with victory. So that was good to see. We'll talk definitely talk some March Madness. But uh, on the baseball front, we'll take a sneak peek at the uh, spring training. Speaking of losing, our Chicago Cubs, I think, are down now like one and four. Four, something like that in spring training. Not that that means anything, but the good news is they only made one error yesterday. So we'll talk a little spring training baseball along with it. The NFL lockout, the collective bargaining agreement deadline, 11 o'clock last night. It was delayed 24 hours. So based on my outstanding mathematics, the new deadline would be uh, 11 o'clock tonight. How about that for pulling off some great math? Without further Joseph ado, let's bring in my good partner checking in via the telecommunicative phone lines. Out in beautiful Aurora, Illinois. And folks, if you have not visited Aurora, particularly in the springtime with the spring coming. Oh, right by the river? Are you kidding it's me? A, it is phenomenal. How did you know, Coach? Lovely, lovely city. We would invite any of our listeners, uh, you know, when they come to the city of Chicago, maybe, um, you know, for an extended weekend, get out to the western suburbs, take a tour of Aurora. They'll be all the better for it. Right, Big Dog? You, you take a train out here, and right when <laughs> the train gets you to the to America's Bar, at the Roundhouse, which is absolutely phenomenal. That's Walter Payton's bar, basically. Is that right at the train station? Yeah, you see the Walter Payton Museum. You have some Payton Pilsner. Oh, my goodness, Coach. Right. Payton Pilsner is absolutely so you, phenomenal. So you've barely even gotten off the train ride, and already you're having a good time. So that, yeah, exactly. So you have the have dinner, and then you now, like, if you're a nature person, you might want to have dinner after you go see the beautiful river. Yes. Okay, there's a lot of good stuff to that. That entertainment down there. Phenomenal downtown Aurora, one of the best places to party in all of uh, mm-hmm. 
very, very underrated, very underrated. You want to stay the night? We highly encourage it. This show being brought to you today by the City of Aurora Bureau of Tourism, which I think is actually like one person working part time. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> stay in any one of the fine Aurora hotels. I highly recommend the days in on the outskirts of town. And then you wake up in the morning, big dog, have a breakfast. You wander around town and see all the culture and history of the fine city of Aurora. You, you do it in a day, and you have a really, really, really fun day. But you don't. I don't think there's any hotels in Aurora that you can stay in. You, you might have to like go to Lyle and stay at the Hyatt. I, I think. Though. I was trying to be nice about it. I, I, I gently said the outskirts. But you, there is a lot of fun to be had. I am not going to let yes. you bash my my city, which I can't believe I just called a war on my city because mm-hmm. I've lived in Chicago yeah. basically my whole life. Yeah. So actually, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of outskirts in the inner city of Aurora, if you know what I mean. Oh, it's uh, it's a very diverse city. It's mm-hmm. very much like Chicago. Seriously, yeah. there's we have a Chinatown, and it's it's only like four houses long, but we have one. Mm-hmm. I mean, so <laughs> we have. I don't know if we have uh, a Jewish sector. We definitely have a large. Uh, uh, Polish and Irish sector, and uh-huh. we definitely have, I, I think, about half Mexican. So, mm-hmm. all right, I, 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 there, I guarantee there's some telephones ringing now to travel agents. If I don't even know if travel agents still exist, but if they do, people are calling up, checking up on their internet. People out in maybe the West Coast right now, the East Coast, thinking of a Chicago summertime visit, they're probably uh, checking out Aurora. We might have just helped the Bureau of Tourism, Tourism in Aurora, big dog, more than you think. And then what people, it's a must-see if you come to Aurora. Yep. It's on 2nd Street, just just uh, west of Farnsworth. Okay. Okay, what ends up, would somebody turn their house into a piece of art, Coach? Really? And uh, the best way I can say it is the guy is absolutely insane, but his home, he has co- he's like a, a picker, and he has collected stuff that has to do with the slave industry. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, he has written some crazy stuff and turned signs and like it's just it's phenomenal, Coach. It is absolutely phenomenal. Now, now is this semi-deranged gentleman? Is he still? Is he living in the house? Has he's turned the house into a piece of art? Well, I got to be honest with you. It's been a year. So no, it, it's been a little, yeah about a year since I've seen it. Okay, okay so mm-hmm. I would say about nine months. Mm-hmm. So. Right. Uh, uh, from we don't know to be honest with you, it looks pretty disheveled and run down, but it's unlike anything we've ever seen. He's got like scarecrows hanging from trees, tied up to things upside down. I mean, it's <laughs> and stuff written. It's I mean, it's it's, a, it's, it's, it's an eye store is the best way I can tell you. If you're in the Aurora area, it's a must see. Oh, it, it really is. Yeah. If you're a neighbor, it's it's a, you don't want to see, but if you're you know just <laughs> visiting in the neighborhood, it's a must see. By the way, I did bring out the sign today that of course the Notre Dame football players do have. Uh, they tap. As they walk down the locker room steps out of their football field, play like a champion today. Big dog, our sign here, you can't see it right now, but it does say, talk like a champion today. So touch well, something, I, preferably above your waist, uh, in honor of talk like a champion today. Now, which, which type of champion does that mean? Like, uh, like, like a boxing champion? Football? Baseball? Well, I don't, I don't know that we need to get, uh, Specificity here. I think. I think you know what it's symbolizing is. I want you to uh, be as professional as you possibly can. Reach for new heights. Remember to reach for the stars. Always keep your feet on the ground and uh, aspire to be the best that you can be for the next fifty-three minutes, big dog. Okay. Well, I will do that after the show. During the show, uh, hey. this is going to be my break so I can talk no, to the sports no. if you don't mind, coach. <laughs> 
so much for my motivational talk. Yeah, huh? that, I, you know, not every. I mean, maybe I'm in spring training right now. I'm in spring training mode. I don't know mm-hmm. if I can go at like 100 percent like a champion would during right, the show. I don't, know, right. I don't know if I have it in me. All right, fair enough. At least you're on a spring training. By the way, you want to check in eight 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 four six three six seven. Four eight. Speaking of spring training, big dog, your beloved Cubs lost again yesterday. No fights and only one error, so things are looking up in Camp Quade. Um, you know, I think that he needs to start running this like like he's Saddam Hussein, coach. <laughs> That's not what you said yesterday. Well, no, well, uh, you know, I was. Well, I'm just kidding about that. I, I guess he did have like the the dreaded team meeting. Hey, mm-hmm. we're going to do it this way and all that. It's too bad he had to do it like the fourth day of camp. You know, you like to have that like in May. Yes. If you could. Yeah, you know, I, I so. don't know why pro teams think it's the dreaded team meeting. I'm a, I'm a big fan of team meetings. Well, no, I, I actually enjoyed them as players. Yeah. You know, um, if I were the manager, I'd have a team meeting, maybe not every day, but, you know, two, three times a week. Ah, oh, professional, we don't need to have team meetings. Yeah, it's good. You can, you know, make it eventful. You can bring in guest speakers, motivational speakers. You can bring up different topics, have players come up there and talk. I'm a big fan of the team meeting. I think it's often looked down in the professional sporting world. Well, yeah, the players don't mind them because there's always so much time you can be with them. So I know in college they love the team meeting because that means they're not out on the field killing themselves. So, you know, that's a... Uh, so so as long as the team meeting is part of the practice time, you don't mind it. <laughs> Interesting. I'm just telling the like, coach, I actually, I could have played football all day long. So that, I, that wasn't my problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for some people, they oh, they love the team meeting because they just sit there and not have to do anything. <laughs> I mean, there, there are football players like that. Like every other sport, there's players like that. Shocking. Hard to believe. Hard to believe. But all right, so no, uh, you know, as we start to delve into baseball a little bit more, we talked about it yesterday. You're you're totally into it. I'm strictly uh, similar to the days in and the city of Aurora. I'm very much in the outskirts now, but I'm starting to step over the uh, one toke over the line, if you will. But uh, one and five, the Cubs, and no panic from you. The preseason record doesn't mean anything, or are you starting to get concerned with the losses? No, I... I... All I care about is their play. I could care less about the wins and losses in the spring training. Mm-hmm. Are they playing well? You know, and no. Yes, <laughs> you're exactly right. No, so they're not playing well. Feel no. feel free to get concerned. Oh uh, well, I was concerned before all this happened, Coach. Mm-hmm. So when, when all of a sudden I'm going to get really concerned now, I'm, uh, my faith in this team it all depends on whether or not Carlos Zambrano can dominate as the starting pitcher, and if he can't do that, then. The season doesn't really have much right. of a chance. So All right. Baseball. I don't, I don't expect that to happen. So, Coach, uh, yeah, they, they, they suck right now. Well, that's pretty much par for the course for this team. That's mm-hmm. gonna. I All can't right. imagine them winning their division. Anything. I, too, I don't want to get negative, though. Too, <laughs> no, of course not. Of course no, not. No. Two guys in a mic roving baseball reporter. He's not our expert, but he's our intuist, intuitive specialist. Can I call you that? On the world of baseball, because uh, I know you no, don't. No, no, you, you know you can't call me that because right now I'm going up for the ultimate fan on MLB, and so you can't say I'm not the baseball expert because okay. I am the baseball expert. Okay, coach. I'll save the. Uh, I like the intuitive specialist. I'll save that for after you get knocked oh, off. I, the, oh, I appreciate uh, that. Make sure they definitely hear that again. Could you say that again, coach? Yeah, the intuitive specialist. I think. Okay. It's, I'll it's, put that in my, yeah, on my that, that, deal, uh, put, resume. Put that on the resume right underneath baseball expert. Okay. But um, uh, just in the baseball world in general, now we're about one week into spring training, so obviously this is very um, – we're not going to hold you to it, but is there any teams out there, Big Dog, you're starting to get a feel for, maybe a hunch? We all know the Giants and the Phillies and the Red Sox, but is there a team people maybe you haven't looked at that, that you know, maybe, maybe just this just could be their year? 
Now uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw the the Giants for some reason. I'm starting to like it. The, the Giants are going to be an awesome playoff team no matter what happens because they they have the ability to go like three in a row with their starting staff and and dominate people. But I don't even know if they're going to make the playoffs, Coach. Because who's going to pitch for them like at the end of the rotation? So uh, I would I just I don't believe in the Giants as much as I did about a month ago after they have two rookies in their starting lineup right now. Mm-hmm. But Buster Posey hit a 450 foot home run yesterday and. He looks like he could end up being a great catcher. So mm-hmm. uh, the Padres out in the West, I like. Yeah, no, I so that's that's a team that nobody's talking about. Yeah, that's that's what I'm talking. Well, I don't think they're going to beat the Giants. Mm-hmm. But if there is a like a good team that no one would think would be any good right now, I think it's the San Diego Padres. Okay. What about the uh, Texas Rangers? Again, you know, we're one week into it here, but intuitive specialist Joel Radwanski were just asking for early hunches. We're not holding anybody to this. It's way way early, but just if nothing more than to get my own personal. Baseball juice is rolling a little bit. We're asking you for some little hunches and thoughts. What about the Texas Rangers? They had the breakout year finally last year where they got over the top, uh, not only won that division that what the Anaheim Angels had dominated pretty much the last 10 years. Yeah, they're, they're, they're pretty much they're, yeah. it's either them or the A's that win that division. So Texas finally got over the hump, and then they uh, the humped the Yankees, and they humped the Red Sox, humped a few other teams, got to the World Series. They didn't win the World Series, but... Was that a fluke one-shot deal, or can Texas get back big up? No, Texas, there's no way they're getting back to the World Series this year. There's there's, there's no way. If they do win that four-team division, don't forget. So it's a little easier for them to get into the playoffs than it is for uh, right. a lot of other teams. Our audience in the... Them, uh... I don't see them advancing. I do see the A's winning that division. And I see it between the A's and the Mariners uh, fighting for it. Interesting. And I, I, the Rangers will slowly fade throughout this year. They should have kept Vladimir Guerrero. You, when you have Josh Hamilton, you need to protect him. Ah, he can't hit Vladimir Guerrero. <laughs> yeah, no, that could just flat out right coach. Who needs a guy that can oh, get out of bed and hit three hundred? Yeah, no, yeah. Well, he has to hit it because he can't run at all whatsoever. Yes. That's yeah. watching him run is painful. Yeah, like he, the whole crowd just turns and can't watch. He went in his <laughs> in his prime. He was optimistically put at medium speed level in his prime. Well, he, but the, the problem, well, no, he was at a, a very high speed level, but he no, oh, he, he was never very turns. high. Do you, do you remember when he came, first came into those long legs? He'd take those gigantic turns around the bases. Yeah, he would run about thirty extra feet than yep. people really needed to. Yep, got to hit the inside part of the base, Big Doug. You know that fundamentals. Inside Absolutely. foot, inside part of the base. Take that turn early. The young players out there, they refuse to do that. I tried that with my my uh, youth baseball teams for the last ten years. The drill, or you know, you run down to first base and you take the the big. You, sl- you have to slow down. That's the part. I, I and the kids don't understand that because today's kids, I can make a whole philosophical comment about how you know it's yeah, yeah, everything it's, immediacy. It's, they don't understand the concept that when you hit the ball to the outfield, a fly ball to the outfield, it's either going to be caught and you're out, or you got a shot at second base. So it doesn't matter if you take the turn and slow down a little bit. So that you can speed up and hit the inside part of the base. The young kids today, big dog, they won't listen. Yeah, and uh, they don't realize that it's kind of you're still running as fast as you can. All of a sudden, your body just is no longer running that fast. Huh? It, and that didn't make any sense. You're still running as fast. I mean, you actually have to <laughs> slow down to give but, yourself a better chance of, of of speeding into second base. If I could use that term. And like the truth is, you don't really even slow down that much. You don't? In order to keep your momentum and to keep your distance short. Because you hear these guys, oh, they pulled up in the 40, you know, at the last second. And all they did is quit running hard. 
And they still only run like a tenth of a second slower. So I, I agree totally with what you're saying, Coach. Well, no, you don't, because I don't agree with what you're saying. I mean, I, well, yeah, in the big sense, but I'm still a little confused on the slow down theory. But you're oh, right. Just, but like, it, you're, it's amazing how, like, when you slow down, yeah, when you're running, how fast you're still running. Okay. So it's just, it's, you don't really lose that much speed. Okay. When you when you shut it down. Now, the, David, if anybody wants transcripts of today's program and get the. Me and the big dogs analysis of base running. Can they write to the talk zone to get that? Because I'm sure people, youth yeah, baseball coaches listening. To... Doing, coach. <laughs> that doesn't make graphic. sense. Oh, goodness. At any rate, um, we were talking about Vladdy Guerrero. So, uh, so he's gotten to the point where he can't run anymore, basically. No, he can't. Okay. Uh, he put a little outfit last year. That was that was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Especially you know during the okay. World Series. All right, but I like I like that. There, there's a good hunch pick, San Diego Padres. You gave us. We're not going to yeah. hold you to it. We're not going to play back the tape. These are early feelings, early hunches from our intuition specialist, Big Dog Radwanski. And out west, forget about the two teams people would probably most commonly think of: Anaheim and Texas. You're saying Texas was one and done, and it will be Oakland and Seattle battling it out. By the way, is there a Billy Bean Oakland A's movie that I believe? Very soon going to be ready to be released. Am I imagining that, or have you heard that rumor, Big Dog? Who's playing Billy Bean? I have no idea. I don't know if you're imagining it. I hope you're not, because I, I think, would love to see it. I who think Jake Gyllenhaal is playing. That's not uh, a bad call. Maybe. That's not a bad call. But I think the movie is, you know, Moneyball. They're making the the best selling book. I believe they're making a movie out of it. David Olson. It's correct, and Brad Pitt is playing Billy Bean. Wow. Oh wow. Brad Pitt. I, I like your choice better, Doug. Well, is it being released somewhat soon, or they're probably waiting for the baseball season? Uh, September. It's coming up. Okay. I, I really hope Brad Pitt's a baseball fan, by the way. I hope he is. I, for some reason, I like the guy, even though he's a pretty boy. Book was fascinating. Brian Bauer, our ex-co-host here, the dearly departed. I don't know what happened to Brian. He might have passed away. Nobody notified. If uh, he did, I apologize to the Bauer family because I did not make the, uh, the wake. But uh, Brian was the one who gave me the book, and I did read it and. Uh, sadly, sadly, I did not give it back to him, Joel. So if he passed away, I feel like I have an artifact of Brian's. <laughs> Guy's only thirty-six. I have no reason to think he passed away. Just haven't heard from him. Yes, Dave. Well, it, it's quite a good. It's quite a good cast in this movie. Who else? You, know, uh, you got Jonah Hill. <laughs> Philip Seymour Hoffman is Art Howe. Okay. Oh, which I think is awesome. awesome. That's a good call. And then uh, Robin Wright, Sean Penn's ex-wife. Okay. Uh, and then, I uh, don't know if you're familiar with this guy, but Chris Pratt. Uh, have you ever watched Parks and Recreation on NBC? No. No. Very, very good actor. Okay. Very good actor. All right. Big dog, that might have to be a, a must-see. Are there any? We've mentioned the city of Aurora, all the beautiful things it has. I'm assuming there is a nice movie complex in your fine city. Yeah, and you do not want to hear how good I have it over here with that, okay, which I just recently discovered because, of someone that likes to go to movies all the time, but coach, I can go to a movie theater over here, same size as the ones in the city for the size of the screen, and it's six dollars. Six bucks. Six bucks. It's and not bad. matinee, matinee is four dollars. That's not bad. I may have to drive out and go see a movie near you. I'll spend ten dollars in gas to save three dollars on a movie. <laughs> well, if you take the whole family, maybe it'll even out. Sure. <laughs> yes, sir. is that what passes for discount movies these days? I mean, yeah, I I, re- I really yes. don't go to the movies anymore. Six bucks is a discount. All right, so they don't they don't have like the two or three dollar matinees mm-hmm. anymore at well, the second maybe, run theaters. Yeah, matinees they might at no, the second run theaters. Down, yeah, at Downers Grove, the Tivoli is still there. 
which will always be in business because if you're willing to see a movie about six months after it came out, you can see it for two dollars yep. and fifty cents. Okay, yeah, well, that, that was my question. Yeah, but your main but movie theaters now that the going price is nine or ten bucks. I thought it was higher than that. Could be. I thought, I thought it was up Could to like be. twelve. By the way, this past weekend, rare moment in time. I'm like you, David. I don't go out to see movies anymore, but uh, we did go see True Grit, an extremely, extremely average movie. I would not recommend spending ten bucks to see it. It was average. I didn't need to go to a big screen theater to see, see True Grit. Now, yeah. I, I found with most Coen Brothers movies, you kind of get that impression on the first viewing, and then okay. it's on subs, uh, on second or third viewings, uh-huh. you can appreciate the, okay. the, the the film. Not sure I'll give it a shot, but I'll, I'll, I'll trust your judgment on that. But it's just, uh, you know, it was, it was enjoyable, but it was nothing special. Didn't have any lasting effect. Big Dog, I don't know if you if you did you see any of the Oscar movies, Dog? Oh, I've I've seen a lot of them. I really? think uh, I saw The Fighter, uh, King's Speech. Okay. I'm trying to what's the I saw another one too. Oh, uh, Black Swan, which mm-hmm. I, I I love that that movie was pretty good. So. If you haven't seen Winner's Bone, and I was talking to the coach yes. about this a couple weeks ago, fantastic yep. movie. I do want to see that. Do want to see that winter's bone? All right. Well, at any rate, big dog, a good sneak peek around the spring training camps. Any chance you will be headed down to Florida, out to Arizona, uh, on behalf of the TalkZone.com, our general manager, commander in chief, Chris Whitting, is he sending you out there? Or will you be doing the reports from your abode in? No, Aurora? but I'm thoroughly willing. You are Just willing. To let him know, I'll go to any. Uh, I'll go. With, I'll even go to, and watch the the Mariners camp, wherever that might be. Okay. Well, there's one ESPN guy, I think, who's doing like 31 camps in 31 days. Maybe you could do one camp all 31 days. Um, who's the 31st team in baseball this year? How many teams are there? I don't know. Well, no, I'm pretty sure it's even and it's 30, but just okay. wondering. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Maybe he's, you know, maybe he's going to a college campus. All right. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, Big Dog, can we uh, – Build up our temperature on the March Madness. Yesterday we said it went from normal 98.6 up to about 99.1. We'll check and see what our temperature is, but are you ready to delve into a little college hoop talk? Yeah, you're going to have to tell me everything that happened yesterday in college football. Not much happened, a little bit, but more is happening this weekend. We can take some previews of a big, big weekend in college basketball. We'll take a quick break. Big dog and the coach. Phone lines are open, 888-463-67. 48. We'll take a quick break. David Olson, producer extraordinaire, other side of the glass. are open for your calls on two guys and a mic call 888-GO-FOR-IT once again here's the coach john cone and the big dog joel radwanski on talkzone.com welcome back two guys and a mic talkzone.com when we left you yesterday big dog we did give you a homework assignment i want to see if you did your research and um you know we thought of 
back in November, my favorite basketball team, Northwestern University, we thought maybe, maybe this was the year they would be able to experience March Madness and make the big dance. Well, in fact, there is March Madness around Northwestern University. Unfortunately, it has nothing to do with our basketball team. Did you do your homework? No, I didn't do my homework. Ah, so you have not researched the Northwestern incident? Oh, I, I haven't. I haven't been able okay. to look it up, Coach. And uh, you would have thought that would have been all over that particular story. You're killing me. And and I had my handheld and my Palm Pilot with me all day. That's what I we were worried about. That's what we were worried about. But the story's gone national, though. Talk shows. I, you know, I, I didn't watch last night, but I'm assuming it it hit the David Letterman. Jimmy Fallon, Jay Leno, talk show opening monologue joke circuit. Uh, front page of the Chicago Sun-Times, front page of the Chicago Tribune. So it's right there for you. So even if this person loses their job at Northwestern? I don't think he will, but uh, what about it, even if he does? I mean, he's going to profit off of it somehow. No, I don't think so. This is one of these stories, you know, that... Another day, and then it'll be done, I think, and then nobody will be talking about it. However, if they offer the human sexuality class next year, you know, they'll have like 900 people applying for 75 spots. Yeah. <laughs> I think in the class description for next year, it's going to be, you know, bigger and better, new program expansion. Now, is there like a is there like a video of this? Did one of the students no. actually tape this? No, I hope not. That's why I'm surprised. Yeah. This is like a, maybe this is why it's actually the story. Because there is no video of it. Yeah, isn't that that's that's a sign of the times, huh? Wow, like, wow a national story a that we can't see it. on YouTube. Yeah, it it acts the the story actually has like a little bit of mystery to it because it isn't on film. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah. The, the, the the one thing that did come out yesterday is that uh, or came out today, apparently the professor contracted for these two. He did not know when he contracted them a week or two weeks in advance to come speak to his class, that that's what they were going to do. So that gets them off the hook a little bit. They basically asked him in the midst of the class, hey, do you want us to do this demonstration? The guy is obviously a very liberal, cutting edge. Some would say psychologically wants to be too cutting edge. But he made the decision uh, spur of the moment. It wasn't thought out like a week or two weeks in advance. To me, that makes it a little bit better. I, no, I, I I understand where you're coming from. I really didn't. I don't care at all. Whatever. Yeah, you <laughs> go to school if you are offended by it. This class, I yeah. could really care less. To be all honest right. with you, I think it's kind of funny. All right, but at least in, in some sense, we do have March Madness at Northwestern University. At least, <laughs> at least we accomplished that yesterday in the world of basketball. Do your homework, and we'll talk about it Monday. Will you please? Yes, I will. Thank you very much. Wisconsin knocked off Indiana, the uh, seventh consecutive loss for the Hoosiers. There wasn't a lot of big games yesterday. Indiana 3-14 and 14 in the Big Ten. Wisconsin, another great job. Tom Crean, big dog, officially on the dreaded hot seat at Indiana, or not quite yet? No, why would he be on the hot seat? I mean, I, I, he was handed hot garbage. Well, so, uh, I, don't, I don't think it's time to, get, to unload him yet. I guess the only okay. problem is, uh, when the Mr. Basketball from Indiana keep on going to Ohio State and, and other schools, it becomes an issue. So if I, you can't I, recruit in Indiana, that's the first way you lose your job. Okay. I do remind you it's year three, not year one for Mr. Crane. Seven losses in a row, three and 14 in the Big Ten. It's a tough conference, Coach. Okay. All it's right. a tough conference. All right, and, no problem. Uh, so... And I'm not rooting for him to keep his job when he plays Illinois mm-hmm. coming up this week. So, yep. 
Yeah, you know what? Right now, those games, I'd much rather watch like a Missouri Valley Conference tournament game, which we're going to get to in a second. One other regular season game of note, St. John's, hottest team in college basketball. Big Dog had the Gatorade bucket pulled over their head. They got knocked off by Seton Hall. So uh, St. John's losing. They're going to be an interesting team to watch, and I think for people that make their picks when the brackets are out, one of the more unpredictable teams will be Steve Lavin and St. John's. Yeah, because they can get knocked out in the first round. Yep. I mean, you get that feel, but they, they can make a run to the Final Four, too. So uh, I, I'm glad uh, St. John's is back, Coach. And the, that St. johns Seton Hall rivalry can get really big because those schools aren't far apart. So mm-hmm. that, it would, I, I like the fact St. John's yep. is good again. Yeah, they, they've been out of the – they were a perennial top, you know, top 10, top 20 for many years. Probably a decade where they've been out of that, that, that realm. At least a decade, coach. They mm-hmm. had some lean years, and they had some like really bad years. Where they they were like four and twenty six one year. Yep. So, yeah, whoever thought that would happen to them? So. All right, a little tournament action yesterday. Do or die time. The March Madness uh, uh, kicking off officially yesterday. The Missouri Valley Conference tournament. A couple of preliminary games there, but it's do or die. Losing, you're out. Survive and advance, et cetera, et cetera. SIU knocked off Illinois State. Bradley. Under Jim Les, with a couple of big injuries this year, they won six of their last nine. Big dog, they win yesterday. The kids from Peoria are starting to play a little bit better. I don't know if you followed Bradley basketball this year. Yeah, less is more, Coach. <laughs> okay. That's their motto. Yeah. He's got that hair slick back. He always looks like he's got a chip on his shoulder, Jimmy Les. Well, you notice that? Yeah, I, the chip on the shoulder, which is the, the whole thing, the block, you know, higher above. Uh, you know, I, that's I think he's thrived off of that his whole life. You know what I mean? So, I, I, you know, he's a little small yet he yeah. makes it to the NBA. So, I guess coaching does something to you in his playing days. The chip on the shoulder, because he was the short white guy who made it all the way to the NBA. It's a terrific story if you followed it. He wasn't even a high school all state type kid, but it was a likable chip on the shoulder. Now as a coach. And, again, I don't know the guy, and, and I will say he does a very good job despite a tough record this year. Does a good job coaching the Bradley basketball team. I think he's a very good coach. But the chip on the shoulder he wears now as a coach is much more unlikable than when he was as a player, if that makes any sense. Uh, I, I understand where you're going with that because, you know, Scott Skiles is so much more likable now as a coach than he was as a player. Yeah, the opposite. Uh-huh. Yeah. Good point. Well, Scott was into uh, a few extracurricular activities as a player. Well, that's I, I could care less what he was doing. He still wasn't very likable. Okay. Well, maybe just because I was an Illinois fan and he was a mm-hmm. Michigan State player. All right, we got games coming up tomorrow, Big Dog. I don't know what you're, you you got to work tomorrow, but to get the tape machine set, there's you can uh, kick it off at 11 o'clock tomorrow. Your beloved Illinois taking on Indiana in a game that means pretty much nothing. Yeah, I, I don't know if I'm going to be taping that game. I, I probably will, just I'm going to be okay. so busy tomorrow night, I don't even know if I'll get to watch it. So. All right. Well, if you don't like that game at 11 o'clock, you could tape Kansas versus Missouri, Louisville at West Virginia, Virginia Tech at Clemson, or the Women's Big East Round 2. That's all at 11 o'clock, just in case you're wondering what to do. Um, I'm, I'm Well, I'll have a lot of work for the DVR. That's going to take me at least 15 minutes to get all that recording, mm-hmm. Coach. Okay, well, you better hurry up on that and save some room because at 1 o'clock, Notre Dame at Connecticut, NIU at Ball State. That's on radio. There's a game that will get some high ratings, NIU at Ball State. Michigan State at Michigan. It's rivalry week. Georgetown, Connecticut, South Carolina, Mississippi State, the Missouri Valley Conference semifinal game one. That's all at 1 o'clock. Okay, I got you. <laughs> 
to Paul at Syracuse, and I think that is rated uh, R17 for mature audiences only. Watch at your own risk. Oh, that could get ugly, Coach. But you know what? I, how about this? DePaul has been playing a lot better. They have. And I'm, uh, and I'm going to predict a moral victory. <laughs> Way to step out. Okay. Way to step out. But you are right, by the way, uh, Coach Ali. Oliver Purnell has got the boys playing uh, better. Now, we use that in the loosest sense of the term because they've only won one Big East game, but they are competing better. So congrats oh, to them. Yeah, yeah it's, been, it's been really hard to watch. Yeah. I, I, I just hope they don't get blown off out of the water. Mm-hmm. So. All right, three o'clock. You got about five more games at five o'clock. Four more games, and you got you, basically you could start watching basketball at eleven o'clock all the way till about midnight, maybe one a.m. tomorrow. Big dog, it's a, it's a beautiful time to be alive. Now, uh, when football's like that, those are the best days to me. But uh, you know, I, I'll be working most of the day tomorrow, so I won't be able to, to enjoy all mm-hmm. that basketball, coach. I'm a little envious. All right, now I'm looking for North Carolina Duke. That might be on Sunday. I'm pretty sure that's at like seven o'clock. Saturday. Um, oh, here it is. Yeah, You're yeah. right. WBBM Channel Two. That's going to probably be uh, Brett Musburger bringing it to you. No, he's a ABC guy now. He is. So, right. uh, Does Dick Vital do CBS games? No, he doesn't. He's ESPN coach. Okay. Uh, well, but um, they borrow each other, don't they? Yeah, well, but he, Dick Vital usually stays on ESPN. Now that, okay. Like uh, Brett Marsberger is either ESPN or ABC. Okay, uh, ESPN and ABC are affiliates. That's why. Okay, thank you very yeah, much. Yeah. Um, now I'm trying to think. Gus Johnson might be doing the game. Wow. I'll make sure I turn the volume down. I love <laughs> Gus Johnson. Well, well, you know, maybe during basketball he's only doing Big Ten basketball. Okay. Yeah. So. Or Vern Lundquist could be doing the game, in which case I got to turn the volume up. Burn. I love her. I love Earth her. Earth to burn. Bring out the cardiovascular machine. Beep. Well, you know, you know, you know if you know, Beep. if you know teams, coach, you don't need. So Vern Lusquist is perfect for that because he's like, it's like you're listening to a child figure out the team. That's beautiful. You know, like <laughs> figure out the game of basketball. He states the obvious. It's nice. Yeah, I'm sure he appreciates that compliment. All right. Well, we got we got tournament action coming up this weekend, and of course, uh, that's a lead up starting next week. Big Doug, you got the major conference tournaments, and then uh, you and me, and I'm sure we'll gather a few others. Maybe your um, uh, beloved female that you are now dating, and we will gather together next Sunday for selection. Sunday, we'll hold hands, do a kumbaya, and watch the 68 teams get selected for their various brackets. I'm looking forward to that. Uh, yes, and hopefully, we're not saying kumbaya at the University of Illinois. So that's not till next Sunday. What do you think it was this Sunday? You are yeah, out of it, you yeah. know that. You gotta, you gotta get back in the. Uh, I don't know where you've been hiding, but you need to come back in the the mainstream of society, my friend. Yeah, well, it's I've been really, really busy, coach. I know what's going on in baseball, and then my work. But other than that, that's all I know what's going okay. on. Okay. Right all right. Well, we got my, we have March Madness kicking in here, so you got to uh, you got to get the juices flowing. But plenty of time for baseball. Plenty of time for baseball. Let's let's keep the leather ball pounding, will you? All right, I will. Thank you I very will. much. Thank you very much. All right, 888-463-6748, the phone number here. Big Dog and the coach at your service right up until 11 o'clock. Big Dog, any uh, activities coming up this weekend that we need to know about or worry you about? You know I'm always concerned. Uh, it should be a pretty routine weekend this weekend. <laughs> Sorry, Coach, I, I'm not living the – got to get things right. I'm, I'm working on the weekends now, so. Okay. So I'm assuming our segment, Where Did the Big Dog Sleep Last Night, we continue to eliminate that segment. Yeah, might as well. 
Okay. I mean, so sometimes right. I, do, I got a, a Sunday, Monday, a Tuesday, or a Wednesday. That might be a little bit better question, but not uh, over the weekend. Right. I would like to remind the big dog, Joe Radwanski, that this is two guys that are Mike Sports Entertainment Radio, big dog, just in case you were uh, you forgot the subtitle of this particular program. Okay. <laughs> All right, where do you want to go? I got golf for you. I got NBA basketball or the dreaded NFL lockout. I don't know if you got any thoughts on the NFL collective bargaining agreement. What do they do? They extended it 24 hours? Yeah, it was another 20. You get another 24 hours. So that, I'm not worried about it yeah. whatsoever. Why are they making an issue out of it? So <laughs> I, I mean, they're going to figure it out. They're not going to miss any time this year. They'll get something hammered out. Yeah. Uh, but do you think there's going to be an 18 game schedule? Do you think it's, I think it's uh, going to happen, coach? I hope not. That, I mean, uh, to be honest with you, I want to talk about the results because you know they're not going to miss any games. So, uh, oh no, I, I wouldn't agree with that. Uh, they're they're not going. To, okay, they're going to figure you it say out. Say so. Yeah, though, I just I just think I'm afraid there will be 18 games now. As soon as this year. Yeah. Oof. Yeah, and That's... normally the fans. I don't know why I have that reaction to be honest with you, but I do because normally you would say, hey, the more games, the better, the less exhibition games, but. I mean, the 16-game schedule, it doesn't sound like much when you say 16 games, but, dog, that's a long season. And then you got the playoffs after that, 18. My instincts say that's about too, too many. That's, yeah, that's a lot of football, Coach. I mean, think about it. The, the Super Bowl champion can play 24 meaningful football games, yeah. 24 or 23, depending on which way they go. Mm-hmm. So, oh, excuse me, excuse me, yeah. 20, yeah, well, 12, 22 Meaningful football game. Mm-hmm. Now, did I catch what? Yeah, yeah, David. And plus the fact that if they're going to make those two exhibition games in August, actual games, they're going to start training camp one in June. Whew, yeah, that that's an issue. Well, Safety no, no, of the they, play. They were going to move it back a week too. So, like uh, next year, the Super Bowl could be played on like February fifteenth. So we'll have more games in bad weather. Yeah. That's so not it's good. both up and. So the Memorial Day weekend will now have football, okay? Mm-hmm. And football goes back one week too, so it doesn't Wait. go into August. Why will the Memorial Day weekend? Talk about Labor Day weekend. Labor Day weekend is what okay. I meant. Yeah, yeah. Memorial yeah, Day yeah, weekend yeah. we they're get NFL. Start football that early, <laughs> and we're all in trouble. Yeah. yeah, but there will be if they go eighteen game schedule. Aren't the players calling for uh, some safety restrictions? I don't know how that would work out in practice or game, but they're well, concerned. That- no, the, the, the now they're gonna. The basically what the, what's happening is is uh, what the commissioner is offering. We'll give you a retirement package if you play two extra games. So these they won't have to worry about their medical and and retirement stuff if they play two extra football games mm-hmm. a season. That's how the owners figure they're going to pay for this because mm-hmm. they don't want to have to pay for it with the money they're already making. Interesting. So they're like, okay, if if you want that, play two more football games. And if they stick with the 16-game schedule, then to hell with you, get your own medical program? Yeah, basically. That's a nice, nice or attitude. Just, or just stick with the one that they have now. I mean, it's not like they're not taken care of. Mm-hmm. They're taken care of as a player and for like a year or two after that. Mm-hmm. Then after that, they're pretty much on their own. How many players uh, are going to be affected? They won't say it for the most part. But how many, Big Dog, and you've, You've been out there. You've been in the huddle. You've been in the locker room at the uh, highest level, except uh, the professional or Division One level. But um, how many players do you think will be concerned or are concerned about the growing interest slash um, proof of the D 
dangers of head injuries. I mean, is well, that going to be is that going to be in the minds of many of the NFL players? You think when they come back, um, most of them won't won't care. To be honest with you, coach. really, I, I really don't think so. That's uh, I, I think some of the smart ones will, but uh, if they really are, are concerned about uh, head injuries, then they have to change the game totally, totally. So uh, mm-hmm. we'll see. That I mean, it should be that should be like that should be written in that these guys are taking care of it. It's amazing that they. The NFL sends out emails to players that have head injuries. Mm-hmm. Hey, you can you have this available as like these people even read it. Shouldn't they take more like be a little bit more forthright in helping these guys afterwards? It's pretty mm-hmm. kind of amazing. But I'm just trying to break it down from um, imaginary thought to reality. You know, the 24, 25 year old NFL player who's played you know youth football, played high school football, played college football. He's in his third year. In the NFL, he's sitting around during the off season at various times, talking to the wife, talking to the girlfriend, maybe talking to both of them at the same time. Who knows? Sitting around uh, before going to sleep at, at night, the thought process are, is that starting to sink into their conscious. I would think that it is. But then the next question is: once they strap the shoulder pads and go out and practice and go out the game, do their competitive juices go? Do they forget about it or? Does it take that next step? And all of us, you know, and, and and this is possible where players start to think about it, even in the heat of competition. Well, maybe they'll they'll learn how to tackle properly. You know, I mean, get your get your head in front, hit with your chest, run through people at full speed. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe maybe this will actually uh, elevate the game of football and how it's played, and we can see it like a better style of football, possibly. Okay. I mean, I mean, maybe that's what what will happen, Coach, but um, those guys are going to want to play as long as they possibly can, but hopefully they're smart enough in their deal to get a better uh, mm-hmm. medical uh, package. Uh, uh, 18 games, though, I, can, I just can't imagine. That's yeah, that's, that's a lot good. of football games. You better have really good backups because by the time the postseason gets there, you're going to be awfully banged up. They're going to have to add like four more players to the roster. Yeah, I think if I were a coach, I would have three good quarterbacks and I would start my third best quarterback to begin the season. 18 game season, he's going to get injured, miss game. Then you got your back. I would save my best quarterback, and I'm only half kidding here, maybe 75% kidding, but 25% reality. I'd save my best quarterback for the last half of the season. Yeah, you would you you would have to play your backup quarterbacks in early games just mm-hmm. to make sure. Just the like if you had a big lead, yeah, you know, be like, hey, this is. Uh, Do you think it, it would get to be like the bullpen in baseball? That the you know the Chicago Bears here, yeah, they got a good starting quarterback, but their middle, and I'm not saying this is a joke. It could get to that route. Their uh, number two and number three backups coming out of the bullpen are you know aren't so good. But in fact, you will have to use those guys because you can't throw a starter out there for 60 minutes a game, 18 games. Yeah, and, and you know what, coach? Just to, because there are like prima donna quarterbacks. And the coach that is doing that would have to legitimately be like, this guy's our number one quarterback. Like, because I can see somebody doing that with Michael Vick. Because to be honest with you, he's going to get killed running around. So basically, if you only played him half the plays in a football game, but mm-hmm. you just take him in and out, but you like legitimately say, he's our number one. You know, so there is no, yeah. there's well, no, uh, I, he could be a ridiculous weapon. Especially if he was rested a little bit. Oh, my God. Yeah, or I could see Andy Reid, the Philadelphia Eagles coach next year, if it goes to an 18-game schedule. And, again, I, I don't joke about this. I think this could become a reality announcing uh, before week five in their game against the Cincinnati Bengals that 
Kevin Kolb, or whoever their backup quarterback, we're, we're naming Kevin Kolb, will be the starter for week number five. Michael Vick is going to get a rest. We might bring him off the bench, almost like a manager names a starting pitcher. No, no. If they still had Kevin Cobb next year, I'd agree with you, but he's going to be a Cardinal coach. That's besides the point. Yeah. yeah I understand, Zach. Yeah. I could, I, with 18 games, yeah. I, I'd have no problem with that. With the Bears, I, I'd be like, you better keep Caleb Haney if we're going to play 18 yeah. games next season. Yeah, you rest a quarterback for a game. You can always bring him in in the fourth quarter. Uh-huh. Yeah. All right. There you go. Hey, one final note on football before we, uh, Move along. I don't know if you saw it or yet. yesterday, Big Doe. You appear to be out of the loop, so I'm going to guess you have not seen it. But Tommy Harris, who was let go of the Bulls, full-page ad, Chicago Sun-Times, full-page ad in the Chicago Tribune, plus a couple of radio interviews, couldn't have been more classy, couldn't have been more nice, thanking the Chicago Bears and the fans for uh, the great years he spent in the city of Chicago. I don't know if you got a chance to see those. No, I, I really want to see it because I love Tommy Harris, Coach. Yeah. Because uh, I... You know, in 05 and 06, he was as good as Hampton or McMichael ever were in those two years before he got hurt. Mm-hmm. And if people don't want to believe that for some reason, because like, I know they're 85 Bears and they can never be touched, love that team, my favorite, you know, my favorite football team that, that's of all time. But I, I just don't, I, I know people, Tommy Harris was really good coach for a couple of years until he got hurt. Mm-hmm. I mean, he dominated. The 05 team almost well, led the the all-time NFL's fewest points scored against a defense. They had a chance yeah. at the record in 05. And and I, was, I think most, Tommy Harris. And I think people are aware of that. I think what surprised people a little bit, I think there was a maybe a misgiving a little bit that Tommy Harris had some attitude issues, and I think that's the beautiful thing about the way he has gone out. He's cleared that up at least. Maybe it's his public relations guy, but this is a full page ad big dog and the words couldn't have been nicer again thanking everybody no sour grapes for being let go so i think it surprised some that he went out as classy and saying such nice things about the chicago bears and the fans who don't kid yourself gave him a hard time last three four years yeah not well i gave him a little bit of hard time this year but uh you know, he's a little goofy he needed to take it because he he would say weird stuff coach yep. and he was trying to to just throw people off a lot of times. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he should be able to take it, too, if he's going to act like that. No question about it. Just to check your Tommy Harris love, he signed it. Tommy Harris and then his, at least his own nickname for himself. What did he put below Tommy Harris? Well, Tommy Harris has a nickname? That's what he calls himself. <laughs> the, okay. He signed it, Tommy Harris, the real deal. What he All right, I got you. All right, let's move off the football world. 888-463-6748. You want to check in? Dial up. We'll get you right on. Big Dog and a Coach, user-friendly. Sports Talk Radio here. You call up. We get you on. We talk to sports. Have some fun. That's all it, all it involves. Big Dog, let me uh, move to the next topic at hand real quick on the PGA Golf Circuit. Um, tournament coming up this weekend, but there's kind of an interesting question. It has to do with the rankings in golf, and it's, well, I guess it's the simplest of all questions. Who's number one? They seem to be jockeying back and forth. Today's number one is Martin Kamer. Lee Westwood, number two. Tiger Woods has dropped all the way to number five. Luke Donald, three. Graham McDowell, four. I don't know if you follow the rankings in PGA Golf, but uh, your good friend Martin Kamer is now number one. Uh, wow, Coach. It's, that's pretty cool. So next week we'll probably have a new one. It would be kind of cool if this is up for grabs. I, I, I really don't know how golf number one's work is it seems like people stay there way too long when they're there. Mm-hmm. 
So, and I like, I don't know how Tiger Woods, who, who probably, to be honest with you, I'm kind of impressed with this because I, I still think he's probably within the top five best in the world, but maybe he isn't. Mm-hmm. And he hasn't played like it whatsoever in over a year and a half. So, I'm kind of surprised he's still number five. So, I think. weight your career very high in those rankings. Yeah, I, I don't know how they do it. I, as best I can tell, it's a combination of your. Last 10 tournaments, it's a combination of your driving average, how many putts per green, uh, what kind of dress you wear on the course, the behavior of your caddy, a recommendation from your caddy, what your wife looks like in any extracurricular activities, something you combine all those, and somehow they come up with ratings. That's the best I can tell. Okay, well, wow, he was rated really, really high when he was with uh, Aline and and what, what basically what a whole at Aram, full of women. He was number one at the time. Might be the reason for the drop to number five more than the tournament losses. Who knows? Yeah. Surprised Phil Mickelson isn't number one. You know, one of the great traditions of all our golf tournaments is whoever wins. On the way into the clubhouse, they kiss their wife and they also kiss Phil Mickelson's wife. Yeah, poor Amy Mickelson. I mean. Oh, it's not such a bad gig. Yeah, you get to kiss the winning golfer when they come off. You get on TV. I think, you know, it's things could be worse. You could be kissing Phil Mickelson every day. Think about that. Yeah, that would be a little rough, <laughs> be a little, especially the jealousy. With uh... All right, moving quickly, NBA basketball, big dog. Our Chicago Bulls uh, have a pretty good matchup. They're taking on the Orlando Magic tonight. You know the Bulls blew a game. They had a huge lead over Atlanta, blew the game. Their resume this year, their recipe for success shows that they come back and they bounce back from bad losses like that. Do you see that again? It's at Orlando should be an interesting game tonight. Yes, it, uh, and and I, they need this win, Coach. Not not like it's no muscle or anything like that, but they they need this win if they want to keep on contending for getting uh, uh, a two or a one seed. So and also to prove to the Magic that they can beat them because they have the Magic have been a bad matchup mm-hmm. for the Chicago Bulls. But we'll see because it's this is only the second time they played them since the trade where basically uh, the whole Magic lineup has has been revamped. So. Yeah. Uh, the Bulls we, need to pay this one a good whatever. Didn't we beat the Magic once this year or not? Yeah, and it, what was, it, was it after the trade? So is this the second time no, after the trade? I'm not sure. Okay, because I'm pretty sure it is the second time after the trade. So mm-hmm. it, so beat them because it was at Chicago last time. Okay. If they if they beat them in uh, Orlando, that would be nice because they own the Bulls for like three years, Coach. They were just destroying them by like 20 mm-hmm. points a game. Yep. So. Well, Dwight Howard has been a tough matchup for our uh, – Centers in the past, Joakim Noah, though now healthy, he might be able to uh, bang with him a little bit, assisted by Carlos Boozer. So we got a few more, few more weapons to take on the man child that is Dwight Howard. Yeah, and uh, our guards are better than their guards, so we need to take advantage there. Sounds like a recess thing. <laughs> you may be beating us, but our guards are better than your guards. But they are. By the way, we have a new guard, Rashul Butler. Don't know anything about him. Apparently, he could shoot the ball a little bit, but. Uh, I don't know if Rashul is listening to our show, Big Dome, but in case he is, please welcome him to the city of Chicago and tell Rashul what to expect as the 13th member of our 12-man roster. Rashul, well, you probably should expect the <laughs> minutes. That's that's why they're uh, they picked you up. I, I really think they're gonna he's gonna get the play, coach. Well, who, who's minute? The Bulls have been winning. Whose minutes is he gonna take? Um, uh, Keith Bogan. Bogan doesn't play that many minutes. Well, exactly. Take away from Kyle Korver, Ronnie Brewer. C.J. Watson's my guy, by the way. Underrated. 
I, I really like him, Coach. Yes. He, he gives that a little burst of energy. Yep. He also, um, I, I mean, when you think about it, he's a matchup against really quick guards. You he's, know, you can put him in there so Derek Rose doesn't have to, like, chase a guy around all game long. It's it's, it's nice to have him on the team. Attitude and demeanor-wise, though, he is struggling. Um, a few quotes and more just instincts from myself from watching. But C.J. Watson, he's happy with the winning. But he came here, big dog, thinking he was going to play 18, 20, 22 minutes a game. So he, what you just described coming in, a little bit of instant energy, 10-minute break, five-minute breaks each half for Derrick Rose, that's not what C.J. Watson wants to do. He wants to be more of a significant part of the team. So he's enjoying the winning, but he's not happy with the uh, the PT right now. Don't kid yourself. Well, that's too bad. That's too bad <laughs> because that's uh, I, I really don't. Well, do you want Derrick Rose and him on the court at the same time? Yeah, I could live with that. Okay, so uh, you go that, and then you go really big up front or something like that. I guess is the way to do it. Mm-hmm. Or yeah, you have you know Lou Aldang at the at the three with that lineup, and you got Joe Kim and Omar Ashik, and all will be good in the world. Okay, and you keep Boozer on the bench. Yeah, for that particular line. Yeah, well, yeah, that's fine with me. Yeah, because uh, yeah, he bothers me. <laughs> Yeah, then you have two guys, Joe Kim Nova and uh, Amir Ashik, who just stand by the hoop and, and dunk the ball. Uh-huh. Well, Joe Kim can run the floor a little bit, too. By the way, speaking of Orlando, did you see yesterday? The Orlando Magic and the Miami Heat are playing. I didn't see the game, but apparently the Heat, big dog. The Miami Heat, you've heard of that team. Guys like LeBron James, Chris Bosh, and Dwayne Wade, they were up 20. 20- oh, see, in my house, I, 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 don't, I don't even – everybody else refers to them as the Miami Heat coach. I'm okay. Sorry. Well, however you want to call them, they're the hate after yesterday because they were up 24 points mid-third quarter against the Magic. 24 points. Not the L.A. Clippers, but the Miami Heat. Orlando came back and won the game. Who would have thunk it? Can you believe that? Wow. 40-9 to run for Orlando. That is awesome. So the Bulls didn't lose anything in 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 the standings. Yeah. I had just assumed Miami Heat had won the game. Yesterday, mm-hmm. is is that telling of the intestinal internal fortitude of the um, Miami Heat team? Is there something missing? I mean, you don't want to pick out just one game, but you Did lose that twenty. Missed a shot at the end again, Coach. I believe so. Wow, yeah, he's like he's like zero for eight yeah. this year, or mm-hmm. maybe like one for nine on game winning shots, attempted shots. He's an NBA MVP candidate, but he uh, struggles to miss that final shot. Yeah, you can't, he can't be the MVP this year. There's no way he's the MVP. Mm-hmm. Unless he goes off over the last 20 games of the season, which is possible. All right. Well, next but, in, yeah, he's not going to win it. Next in line is uh, Derek Rose, so you would not be disappointing too many Chicago fans with that particular thought processes. <laughs> no, not at all. Yeah. And... Uh, I mean, does he really deserve it? If you think about it, Dwayne Wade has been the most consistent player over there with Miami. He doesn't even get the ball late in the game. So yeah, I don't, I don't know why Kevin Durant's name is not mentioned to that. Leading the NBA in scoring again, Oklahoma City having another great season. But you know, that, I'm with you on that. Yeah, Kevin Durant and Derrick Rose are the guys that are battling. I think for the for the MVP. All right, we will uh, have that a discussion for another day. Big deal. A lot of hoops this weekend. I know you will not be able to watch as much as you would like, but. Uh, we hope you enjoy yourself this weekend. Make some money. Good luck with the job. And remember, we're all behind you here at the thetalkzone.com. Two guys and me. you got a lot of friends out there rooting for you. I appreciate it, Coach. And uh, I guess uh, expect me to start posting by Sunday night on Two Guys and the Mike website. So 
Wait, say that again? Well, never mind, but I'll start posting on this. You guys are oh, like post it. I thought you said coaching. I thought we had co- what? Why are you going to start? Why have you waited till Sunday night to start posting? Well, I, I didn't know I got access now. Our guy Dave Olson hooking us up. Not sure I like that. So now Big Dog can actually put comments down? I'm, I'm going to give him oh, uh, more access to the Facebook page. Okay. Do I have the right or first refusal, or will this go right on? Uh, it's going on whether you like it or not. God bless you. It's a scary thought, Big Dog. I was going to enjoy my weekend before David Olson told me that. Now I'll probably have some trepidation. But a little trepidation is good for all of us. Yeah, it's in All right, dog, behave yourself, and uh, great week. We'll uh, talk to you on Monday, which, by the way, is Kazmir Pulaski Day, a Polish holiday. I know you'll be celebrating. Uh, Coach, you know I will. Heck, yeah. Nothing <laughs> like a Monday in, in the city of Chicago. Later. All right, happy, happy weekend to you, big dog. David Olson, our producer, phenomenal job all week long. We thank all of our listeners out there. We much, much appreciate it. TalkZone.com, two guys and a mic signing off Monday at 10. We'll do it all over again. Have a great weekend, everybody.